The Client Pipe Podcast. So we're talking today about how to be a secret agent. And we don't mean spying on foreign governments, but rather how to side hustle when you're in a traditional job. Uh, so if you're an independent consultant or you would like to be, how do you get work? How do you get consulting, professional consulting work on the side so that you're not completely reliant on a single paycheck from your employer or uh, you're completely reliant on your employer and their goodwill? And Steve, you and I have both done this, but I think you have a story of when you were first starting out. Well, I do. Um, so I, I'd been out uh, in the world as an independent consultant for a, a while yet, uh, but, it, but it was my first engagement as a, at a apparel manufacturer. So it's winding down. I'm getting ready to take my next big engagement. In my work, they're often full-time projects, so it really consumes your time and it's hard to spin up a portfolio of work. Um, so all that's looking good, but I also, as you point out, you know, wanted to develop some other other clients on the side that's all the intellectual side um and it was working out there was a third client um and uh we were just getting ready to kick off now i'm moving into this next gig which is at a fairly well-known movie studio um but uh, uh one day at the apparel manufacturer the cio kind of could see i was having some anguish she was aware of, of, of side hustle because uh, she had been a reference for it um, and, oh, how's it going? And, well, you know, how's this all going to work out? These guys at the movie studio are pretty conservative. You know, they really like to uh, dictate your time and things. And uh, she said, oh, come on, you can work this out. And uh, basically said, look, you're not working nonstop from eight to six every day. You know, you've got lunch breaks. You could take calls in the morning, do emails on afternoon breaks, do the work at night. And uh, that was kind of the thing that broke me free emotionally. It was a real quick conversation. And um, after that conversation, I'm like, yeah, you know, that's right. And uh, then the logistics were pretty easy to work out. You know, I could figure that part out, but I sort of needed a kick in the pants um, to get it all going. The embarrassing part is, you know, really, I've been out in the world for, as an independent consultant for quite a while, and I was still having this hang up. But anyway, uh, after about a month or two at, at the studio when I started that engagement, it was all starting to fall in place. And even the manufacturer, the apparel manufacturer was having some ongoing work sometimes. So I actually had two side hustles during my main gig. And that really got me into the rhythm of how this works. So um, I'm really glad I got that kick in the pants. Well, you know, I think uh, as we listen to that, you're kind of saying it's not like uh, juggling, you know, 40 balls in the air at once. It's more like being a dog walker. You've got two or three leashes, uh, but it, it's something you can steer and, and something you can easily control. You know, as, as I'm listening, I, I found that um, the question that comes up for a lot of people is, well, wait a minute, you know, there's an issue, there's a practical or tactical issue about um, using company equipment, telephones, computers, you know, some companies ban use of email for personal purposes, et cetera, and you can kind of get in trouble for that. You might even sign a contract. Um, you know, for me, Steve, I found it, uh, I've done it both ways. Uh, at When I was in an organization where that was the case, I would do 30 minutes before the commute, you know, take some basic calls or, or send, do some basic calls, send some emails, then lunches offsite, and then simply my PM hours. And it, and it kind of worked out. 
when I was doing in even the same organization more sort of travel and remote work, you know, I might give a two-hour presentation or something like that. It's lots of downtime, lots of, you know, three hours in between, and I've got my own laptop uh, where I'm there sort of sitting in a hotel bar waiting for the evening version of the presentation. And what am I going to do? I'm going to make some money uh, because the company doesn't need me sweeping floors right now, you know? Uh, So I wasn't engaged all the time. So I, I think it is possible to be the dog walker and not the juggler and still take into account those issues of company equipment and resources and, you know, your accountable time where you're on deck versus sort of your downtime. Well, this is, this is what I admire about you is because you have that hustle in you. And, and, and when we talk about hustle, you know, I know you look at it this way too. It's a, it's a positive thing. It's not like we're hustling to, to cheat someone. It's that we're moving quick, we're thinking fast, we're taking care of multiple, multiple things at the same time. I didn't have that mindset. I was slower to come up to speed. And that's what I kind of, why I, I say it's sort of an embarrassing story for me because I'm, I'm out there for a couple of years as an independent consultant. I still haven't got this wired emotionally in my head. Um, but once that started coming together of how it works, rather than just blindly saying, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, blindly saying this to yourself, um, once I got past all that, yeah, um, it it all it all comes together. But you you know you had I really liked your approach to it. You know you you for you it really was just a logistical thing. You didn't buy into the whole you shouldn't do this. I don't think even from the get go. Well, we're gonna do you know a show about the ethics of it uh, probably the next episode. So you know for those that do have that sort of hang up of is this even right? You know, stay tuned. We'll be covering it. But you know in in the meantime. Uh, yeah, it breaks down if you have that question and you don't have the answer. Um, you know, the first thing to do is, well, it's, it's kind of moot if it's not mechanically possible, right? And we've all sort of probably mixed uh, scrambled eggs on the counter while we had bacon, you know, cooking in the frying pan behind us. And uh, it's a little bit like that. Um, if you look at the average executive, and this is kind of touching, but, it, you know, not going deep into the ethics issue. But if you look at the average executive in the American workplace, um, there is a lot of that time that it's not like if they're in between phone calls or reports, uh, they're required to go down to the mailroom and sort of pitch in and help out. Uh, this is not restaurant work where, you know, don't be standing around, go in there and wrap silverware. Uh, this is, uh, we're talking about professional level work. And when your brain and your talent is not being used, it just becomes a mechanical thing of where well, you're going to be doing something anyway. It's incredible the number of people at work that are sort of playing angry birds <laughs> and on their Facebook accounts. Uh, exec- to use a more executive level, uh, the guys that go out for the, the two-hour martini lunch or that sort of walk around and ask you if your TPS reports are, are, uh, could be in a different format. There's a lot of downtime. It's just not documented as such. Uh, and so I think really it's about being clever. Can you, if you were to add up the amount of time um, that uh, a university student spends learning versus other things, if you were to add up the amount of time spent on work in the average workplace versus other things, the answer is it's not 100%. So can you take the 20% that's left over and do something with that um, to ensure that, you know, and, and for me, I'll say one other thing, Steve, is I was a better employee because I had a side hustle. I was more confident. I was less worried about money. I was uh, learning business skills that served me very well in business. So that that's why I was able. To. Yeah, and that, you know this, and, and the pivotal part for me 
and you were talking about logistics and how do you make it work out and you're making the argument of there's always there's there's time in there but the conversation i had with uh, the cio from the apparel manufacturer was this there's always a way and she kind of went down the road like you only uh kind of kicked me in the pants uh, pretty good and but, but i'm grateful for it because it really opened up you know like pulling back the curtain look there is a way there's a way every day you should never say no um, and she and we she went through uh, a few examples, you know, just tactical things of how you look at it, and, and what do you say to both parties? Um, you know, for example, hey, you got a lunch break, you don't have to account to anybody where you're going or what you're doing, um, and and all kinds of little tactical things. So so it was a real eye opener, and you know, she didn't lay out the whole thing of this is what you should do. It was just that that initial conversation that kind of started the dominoes in motion for me. Well, it, it leads somewhere as well. You know, there's, um, if you have uh, one project on the side, uh, you really need three uh, because you need a pipeline of future business. So if it's going to be sustainable, uh, you need enough that if any one person stops, whether it's your existing employer, you know, I was a W-2 employer employee when I did this, um, not, a, not a contractor um, for my main gig. Uh, but if if they move on at any given time, you know, I completed the, the project we have early, they may not have a role for me. Uh, and, but also any one of my side hustles, um, you know, I, I knocked out web development for their major project, took eight months, we're done. And uh, now, you know, I'm back to the open market unless I've got a couple in the pipeline to sort of sustain me. Uh, so for me, it was all about um, not just filling the time issue because we're kind of emphasizing time, but it was also just making sure that I always have a paycheck. I always know that I'm going to be okay, regardless of where that income is coming from. Well, and this, this kind of goes into the why a little bit. Um, the, the side hustle is important for whether you're a traditional employee or whether you're an independent consultant already. And if you're a traditional employee, side hustle is important because even if things are nice and comfortable and steady now, something always changes. Our economy ebbs and flows, individual industries ebb and flow, businesses within those industries shift. Um, eventually something's gonna change, you're gonna get a new boss, you're gonna get acquired or you're gonna acquire some other business that's gonna move your job around or kill it. Um, the second reason, not only, so not only in, in income diversity, but the second reason is to learn to hunt. As employees, we tend to get really comfortable and well, how do we keep the money coming in? Well we've come, become dependent on the job because we don't know how to hunt. And so for, for me, it's important to do the side hustle for, if for no other reason is to learn how to hunt. As a consultant, um, the economics of it are even more important because by definition, you are engaged by your client because they can end the engagement. So you, you got to be working on a, on a pipeline in that case. And for me, you know, like I was saying in this story, I still had some of the old habits of not really thinking in terms of a hustle. And so there was always a risk for me in the early days that I was going to show up at the end of the gig and like, okay, now I don't have the next one. Um, and so I still needed that mindset of I got to develop my hunting job better. So um, those are some of the whys for me on why should you have a side hustle? Well, I would add uh, to the list of whys. Uh, so one is that um, 
you know, doing a side hustle for me really uh, broke down the artificial division between contract work and W-2 work. Uh, I started viewing my boss more like a client, <laughs> and I started uh, picking and choosing, realizing that some of the requests uh, that I was getting were optional, <laughs> because now it's not about unlimited time and unlimited authority. It's about, oh, you know, do I want to take that on? And uh, so I was able then to do things like propose additional things that aren't on my roster of duties for which I got to travel more and, and get paid differently and so on and renegotiate payment. It, it really helped me to break down that division. And it led to my ultimate why, which is freedom. You know, I ultimately left W-2 employment life and became completely independent. Um, and that's what I always wanted, the freedom to define my own vocation and sort of not have a boss. And uh, But the, the roadmap to me getting there was taking clients and beginning to break down that distinction between clients uh, and employers and the type of work uh, that I do for each. And it may sound radical, but it's kind of a, an emotional and practical thing that, that comes up. And I mentioned that there were two different contexts, you know, when I worked uh, in a particular hospitality chain that, uh, you know, I started out sort of got to be in my cubicle and got to use the company equipment. And it was because I was contracting on the side that I went in and said, well, we're kind of at the end of this project. And I know, and you know, then a couple of months, we're, we're kind of done with my role. Um, so um, what I'd like to do is now travel around the world for you and deliver presentations that extend this project. And so I sort of did a tryout and got that. It was just like winning a contract gig. I had all of that confidence to propose an additional relationship because I was taking contract work and I got paid nicely for it. It worked out really well. And I worked there an entire another year for, because of that before I, I had built up quite a nest egg and went on my own. I think your end result has to do with partly, Steve, picking and choosing the projects you want, kind of the lifestyle you want. But I'll let you comment on that. Yeah, but but I I needed the the mindset to be able to do that, and you know it's interesting. The thing that you said is it's consistent with uh, some of my favorite career advisors who are podcasters and coaches. Um, they say the same thing. You know, if if you're a traditional employee, you got to look at it the way a consultant looks at it. Um, so they're basically saying there's no more distinction between an independent consultant and being a regular employee. Look at it exactly the way you just described, Daniel, which is, uh, hey, uh, how, how can I help you? How can I view you as my client? So we're going to cover more about the side hustle in upcoming episodes. We'll do an episode about the ethics of it and kind of dig deep there. Uh, we'll do an episode about um, how specifically uh, one does it, a little bit more detail, and we'll probably plumb uh, some examples in another episode. So stay tuned for more. The Client Pipe Podcast.